Hello, come on in, it's Cat. Meow. And you're in for a treat. Straight out of the oven, it's Cinema Buns. Back with another hot, fresh take on film. Time for Cinema Buns. Let's dig into the bun, hun. Hey, this episode should be spoiler-free. Molly and I are talking about TV shows we watched this year, but I don't think we're going to say anything about the show's details, specific-wise, so you can enjoy spoiler-free. You know, luckily my guys are quiet. (laughs) There's silence amongst the animals? Okay. Meow! Happy Bun Day! Today we are here with Cinema Bun favorite, Molly. Hello! Hello! How was your year in uh, television? <laughs> what My did... year in television was pretty good. It was kind of uh, all over the place, honestly. <laughs> I feel like we watched a lot more TV than movies, and it could just be because um, we didn't go to the movie theaters. <laughs> we actually, as of yesterday, finally saw a movie in the theaters for the first time since March 2020. Oh, Wow, what was it? Uh, we wanted to see Dune, but it wasn't playing at the right time. We were we were driving past the $2 movie theater. And we were nice. like, $2 for a movie and a dollar for a hot dog? Woo! Let's make a day of it. So we, we ended up seeing the Wes Anderson movie, uh, The French Dispatch. Oh, okay, yep. Yeah, had fun with it. But other than that, I feel like mostly TV is what got us through. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same. I think it was just like one lack of new movies coming out um but also just needing a a further distraction from the world yeah wanting it to be continuous you know the nice thing about tv is like so kim works morning 6 a.m to 2 p.m and then we have like a little window like a little nugget of a window in the evening where it's like first we catch up on each other's days then we eat our food then we want to watch something for like 30 to 40 minutes so it's not like we often have time to watch a whole movie so the nice thing about tv shows is like oh you just watch an episode um or we did watch a lot of youtube this year as well but if we were like consistently wanting to put something on while we ate that we didn't have to think about because that's the other thing when you pick a movie you have to like uh, decide on the movie <laughs> so it's nice right, exactly. with tv yeah, to just then you spend like 30 through. minutes trying to figure it out mm-hmm. yeah well i wrote down my list of what i watched if i hadn't have written it down throughout the year i'd be like i don't know <laughs> what did i watch but i didn't make any kind of like a top tier best and worst list so gotcha yeah i kind of just did the ones that um really stuck out to me this year not like Mm -hmm. everything i've watched but the ones that really just kind of helped get me through (laughs) oh did you you told me you did end up watching that ghost show yes and it's actually on my list okay i'm excited to hear about that one oh before we start i should say i asked um people who were guests on the pod this year to give us their best t- 
TV movies or whatever. So I'll I'll insert some of those throughout the episode. And then I have another episode coming on movies. And that will either be the last episode of this year, if I can get it done in time, or the first episode of 2022. Um, but I'll start, I'll start by saying Brittany, who was on our um, Muppets episode, said that her favorite entertainment this year was for TV shows. She liked WandaVision and Squid Game. And for movies, she liked In the Heights, Luca, and Nobody. Um, I hadn't heard of Nobody, but I guess it came out this year and it had that guy from Breaking Bad in it. Um, anyways, so that is what Brittany liked. Um, Molly, why don't you hit us with some from your list? Well, let's start right off with Ghosts, since yeah. we already brought it up. Um, yeah, it's a newer show on, I think it's, oh gosh, I think it's CBS. Um, it is... I just think it's hilarious, and I realize the reason why I probably love it so much is because it's the American version of a British TV show by the same name, same premise, everything. Kind of like how um, Call Me Cat yes. is pretty much just based on the show Miranda. Yeah, you know, what's funny about that is Miranda actually would be on my list of, like, best things I watched this year because I'd never seen it. Uh, hey, cat editing here in the future. So the next few minutes, I actually went ahead and cut because uh, Molly and I talked for a long time about the differences between Miranda and Call Me Cat. It sounded so familiar while we were talking about it, and I was like, why is this so familiar? And then I realized, finally now that we already talked about all of this on our um, TV shows we DNF'd episode. So if you want to know our thoughts, go listen to that episode. But I'm going to go ahead and fast forward this back to when we talk once more about the show Molly brought up, which is Ghosts. Yeah, it's. I just really like it. It's like a well, little 30-minute sitcom, but it's just it's really funny. And I like that they have um, the different, I guess, way to put it is generation of characters they have like have a woman from like victorian england and um, a viking and so it's just it's really funny to see those characters understanding the modern world <laughs> yeah i loved that the premise seemed like it was um a supernatural comedy and i always like when there's supernatural elements in something because i'm like you're telling a story make it fun it doesn't need to be so realistic so i always love when there's fantastical elements to a story yeah and it has um rose mciver is one of the leads in it and i think she's amazing she was um the lead in the tv show i zombie where like oh. every single episode she had to play a different character which kudos <laughs> mm -hmm. it's like how tatiana maslany plays oh, all those different yeah. orphan black characters that give that woman an emmy absolutely um let's see what else um so we did ghosts and then the one another one that i really liked was uh schmigadoon oh that's on our list to watch um but we haven't gotten around to it yet. I'm glad to hear it was good. It's really cute. I mean, I, I was kind of raised on musicals, and mm -hmm. so I felt like it was a nice tribute to the musicals that I grew up with. Yeah, uh, I love musicals, as we've said before. <laughs> you definitely want to do a musical episode. I love musicals. But I want, before we watch it, for Kim to watch a few more of the ones I think it's going to kind of reference. Like, she hasn't seen Brigadoon, and I'm like, I feel like that's where its name came from, so we should watch yes. that one first. 
Um, so I might show Kim a few more. Also, Kim has, I just recently found out, the woman I married <laughs> for three years has never seen The Music Man. And that, well, I know, I we we had to have a long talk. Um, but she's open to watching it and she's excited. It just hasn't happened. So we need to... We need to watch some of the classics before we can watch the parody. I, I would say so, yeah, because you can tell, like, oh, that's from that musical, that's from that musical, and it's it's just nice to, to be able to be like, oh, I get where they're getting that. Have you watched um, Miracle Workers? No, it sounds really familiar, it's though. It's the Daniel Radcliffe one. I've not seen it, but he's supposed to be, like, a preacher kind of guy i'm like butchering the plot i've not seen it but what i have seen is he's supposed to kind of be like a miracle worker so he's like a, a spiritual uh, religious leader kind of guy and he's going around i don't know healing people or something but okay. there's a clip from it that was circulating on youtube that i have watched probably 75 times where he is doing like kind of a cabaret type show like a striptease daniel radcliffe and it's um he's got all this like makeup on and like feathers and he's singing she'll be coming around the mountain when she comes oh and God. it gets very like he's like humping the floor <laughs> i don't know the context of it but this clip makes me so happy and um it's made me want to watch that show but i have not yet so i, I thought maybe i'd I'd see if you'd seen it. And determined. I, I have not, but I'm very intrigued now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, again, don't know the context of what's happening there, but um, it's kind of like a drag performance uh, in the Old West. I, I don't know. I, I just love this clip so much. I think I might investigate the show. Well, I know I will be. <laughs> <laughs> Even just that clip is a gift in of itself. It sure sounds like it. Yes. Um, and then the one that I finally caved in, watched, and I'm so happy I did, was I finally started watching Ted Lasso this year. Oh, yeah. And I don't know why I was so hesitant to watch it to begin with. I think because sometimes Jason Sudeikis' comedy can be very hit or miss for me. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, eh, I don't really have an interest in this soccer. I'm not a big soccer person. <laughs> and enough people had told me to watch it. And it, like, everyone had the same thing to say where it's like, you can't be in a bad mood and mm -hmm. watch this. You can start off in a terrible mood and by the end of an episode, you'll be smiling and happy. It's just a wonderful show that pleases everybody and they were entirely right <laughs> i was also very hesitant kim loved this last year she watched it and she was like you have to watch it you're gonna love it and i was like ew soccer <laughs> sports <laughs> like i was very very hesitant as well because the posters are just a picture of jason sudeikis and you're like uh -huh. okay don't care um but after I watched a few episodes, I was like, why is this so scrubsy? And then I realized it the guy who made Scrubs, Bill Lawrence, did this. Like he's the exact he's an executive producer. He's one of the developers of this show. And I was like, oh, because his kind of humor is one that I love. And I feel like Scrubs and Ted Lasso is very like kind. And it's very um like they really value kindness, but they also um, really have characters who there's no 
villain. There's no hero. It's like all the characters are gray and it makes them a lot more like they're real people, you know, like you don't have um, some evil villain who never changes. Like the characters are perm. I don't know, permeable, per- permutable. I'm not sure what the the characters no, no, change. Yeah, they're, they're both good at showing like the flaws that everybody has. Yeah, I know people weren't as big of fans of the second season as the first season, but I liked it. I, I thought it continued the story well, and um, yeah, oh, I, I love both seasons, and I'm like already planning on going back to rewatch. <laughs> yeah, I was watching the Christmas special that they had, and yeah. I just kept saying, like, there's no conflict in this. And Kim was like, isn't it wonderful? And I was like, literally, there's no... Like, I kept waiting for some awful thing to happen, because that's always the Christmas special. Like, oh, no. You know, Christmas is ruined. And it was just, like, happiness. Like, they're caroling. And I was like, there's literally no conflict. And I was like... This is the best Christmas special for someone with anxiety to just be like, I know everything's going to be okay. Like, yes, it was very upbeat and positive. Yeah, I, I just, I'm so happy that I finally watched it. <laughs> uh, right before we started recording, Molly and I were talking about uh, Brett Goldstein, who is, um, he's one of the writers for the show, and he also plays, uh, what's his character's name? He dates Keeley. Oh God. Um, I'm on his name. I don't know what what his name is, but um, he uh, anyways, he, there is a um, there is a no, I have to. Oh, Roy Kent. Thank you, Roy Kent. <laughs> he's here. He's there. He's everywhere. Roy Kent. <laughs> um, anyways, everyone, go look online. There's a clip um of him uh singing songs from the Muppet Christmas Carol that is delightful. So, um, Lynn, who was on the podcast last year, sent it to me, and uh, it, it was joyous. So, yes, I will be watching that when I get off. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so those are, I, I have more if you want me to continue, or we can like, go back and forth. Okay, let me read some here. I'll read the list of just everything I watched <laughs> and then <laughs> we can we can pick things from there so I watched I re-watched or continued to watch 19 shows that I had seen before or like watched a new season of I don't know how to phrase that but shows I had previously viewed and either re-watched or continued watching love it uh and then I watched 19 new shows so just really it worked wow. out there I know 19 and 19 so rewatch slash continue to watch was Twilight Zone Ninjago Buddy System 2 which like that's on YouTube I don't know it's like technically a TV show but for all intents and purposes it, uh Mandalorian Dickinson Queer Eye uh Pose Total Drama Island, The Handmaid's Tale, Speechless, Lego Masters, Everything's Gonna Be Okay, Special, Atypical. Uh, I watched the Friends reunion, which then made me want to watch a few episodes of Friends. Uh, This Is Us, Goosebumps, Over the Garden Wall, and then I just watched the newest season of You this week during my break off of school so as far as that list goes i'm about to be re-watching twilight zone again because we always watch a lot of it on new year's eve otherwise i'd say 
we really enjoy Ninjago. <laughs> it's like Lego ninjas. I don't know. It's just, it's a good time. Um, we have kind of bailed on the Mandalorian. I feel like it's a chore to watch and I just don't know that I deserve it because there are people who love it and I'm really happy that they have it, but it's just, it's, I, I was reeled in by the cuteness of baby Yoda and then I just got really bored. So uh, I guess that's a me thing because a lot of people really love it. And then obviously Handmaid's Tales, brilliant. Uh, I think I already did a whole podcast about that. And then real standouts. I just love everything's going to be okay. I love anything Josh Thomas does. And then um, special Ryan O'Connell does that show. I'm really sad. I think it ended. I wished it would keep going. I feel like there's so much more it could do. I just ugh, think he's so brilliant. I love those. Uh, that's what I rewatched. So I'll bounce back to you and then I'll read my new list. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. I Oh, so I am obsessed. Well, I don't know if obsessed is the right term. I love Steve Martin and Martin Short. <gasps> oh, are you going to so... talk about only murders in the building? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're, we have like three more episodes and we're oh trying to like I, savor like, it. I couldn't wait for it and when it finally dropped on hulu like i didn't wait for it all to be out and available i was like no i'm watching it right now and i will just have to wait each week because i couldn't hold back i needed to see it <laughs> yeah we just watched the episode yesterday where um that it's I'm, i can't like think of how to phrase it but it's a it's about the young man who's deaf and like oh my gosh, they yes. like mute the sound throughout the episode and they do a lot of sign language and they do a lot of like lip reading and <laughs> subtitling stuff for you and i really appreciated that that episode um it wasn't like oh they just had him lip read the whole time because i know that people who are deaf um do like a mix of a bunch of different things and i hear that lip reading is actually quite difficult so I like that it was a combination of some of the characters spoke ASL and some of the, you know, like, um, yeah, I, th I thought that was a cool uh, way to bring that character in. Yeah, I, I really liked, um, I mean, I, I loved the show, but I really loved that episode to present it that way. And if I'm remembering correctly, I, I don't think there was a single word spoken that episode. Yeah, pretty much. There might have been... <sighs> Mm, no yeah oh they did that really cute thing i again i don't want to have any spoilers this episode but um right, right, there was a cute interaction of like a scrabble game where where yes. characters were communicating via the scrabble game which got <laughs> yeah. very naughty <laughs> yes. uh yeah but i loved that format of um you know, because even something like um, Sound of Metal, they would kind of go back and forth of like, oh, yeah, parts of it were like what the character would experience as he was uh, experiencing hearing loss, where it was kind of muted. But a lot of it was still spoken. So I haven't seen the new one, um, Coda. I think it's a TV show. Uh, Marley Matlin's in it. Uh, Coda is like child of deaf adults or something. Okay. Um, yeah, child of deaf adults. 
uh, Marley Matlin plays the mom who she comes into the <laughs> restaurant I worked at and she goes into the grocery store my wife works at so she's oh, a, I know so we both know her separately she's a lovely person um but anyways uh yeah the oh I guess it was just a movie it came out on Apple TV this year the daughter is 17 and both of her parents are deaf and I guess she's trying to decide if she's gonna like move away from the home or anyways that's a rant but um yeah that was I always think it's interesting when they like play with the format of a show in fun ways and I I enjoyed that um because I I feel like shows used to do the most they would do is like a musical episode you know and I think now there's uh, just like I remember there was an episode of Pretty Little Liars where they did it like film noir black and white kind of high con style Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else do I have? Um, to kind of play off of the how you went back and continued watching mm-hmm. um, older shows, there are two that I actually started watching my first time around, but they were older, and one of them, they're both um, British. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of them is called New Tricks. And it's basically about these three older gentlemen who were retired police officers who were brought in to work as almost consultants for cold case files Hmm. with a current female cop. And it's just really sweet and cute. And I I love anything that's a British show. (laughs) I feel like you would really thrive in the UK. I used I used to run past your garden and I was always like, oh, look at her sweet garden. <laughs> like I could just see you having a cup of tea just in a warm yes. sweater. <laughs> really? Yes. That's your Living scene. Miss Marvel lifestyle, absolutely. <laughs> so I, I guess would thrive over there. <laughs> in absence of moving there, at least you have the BBC shows. Yes makes me feel like I'm there. Nice. Um, and then another one that, and, and I will say what's really nice about these two is they each show, the second show is Death in Paradise, mm. and each show has like over 10 seasons. And so oh. that's what I really liked about them is I could start them and be like, great, I have this show to watch for a few months. <laughs> And so the second one is Death in Paradise. And again, it's British. It's uh, it's a crime show. And it takes place, uh, I believe, in the in the Caribbean. Yeah, it takes place in the Caribbean, which is kind of a nice little change of scenery. But mm-hmm. it's really cute. And police officers just solving crime and having fun doing it. <laughs> uh, to love your job. Um I feel like last year I watched a lot of, like, uh, I can't think of the, like, a single season, you know? Like, shows that were, like, not a, I guess a miniseries? I don't know. Like, shows like <laughs> Russian Doll or, like, a limited release kind oh, of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Um, I never remember if that show with Jonah Hill was called Manic or Maniac, but that one was really good. Um, yeah, there were just a lot of shows that were, like, kind of just one season, on the one hand, it's nice that you're, like, you kind of get some closure. Like, it starts and ends, and you know that, like, it didn't drag on unnecessarily. But then you're also like, I want more, please. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, 
can be fun to have 10 seasons to enjoy. I will say also something the UK does really well are those Christmas specials. Like yeah. it's like I mean the Doctor Who Christmas specials were always like an event, like a little movie unto themselves. Oh wow. They were really really fun. Yeah, the, the UK just basically knows how to do uh, movies and film really well. <laughs> yeah, and holiday cheer. And holiday cheer, exactly. I feel like all of our American Christmas movies are like Christmas at the Cranks. We're like, <laughs> we're over the holidays. We're crotchety and old. And like, Which nothing, nothing wrong with Christmas at the Cranks. I watch it every year. But yeah, sure, there's sure. something just magical and joyous <laughs> about like an English Christmas. <laughs> I, I really enjoy how much Doctor Who, like, loves Christmas. Like, it's... The Doctor's always like, oh boy, it's Christmas. And I'm like, you can time travel every day could be Christmas for you. <laughs> but once a season, they seem to get one in. Yes. Um, okay, so my list of new shows that I watch for the first time. I already said Miranda. Uh, WandaVision, Call Me Cat. Dragula, Shit's Creek, which I just call the Creek Show, um, <laughs> Modern Love, and then I watched something. I don't know if it. I probably shouldn't say what it is because it, it was like an early screening of something. So I'll hold on to that one. Um, Winter Soldier, Falcon. What I always call it, Winter Soldier, Tinker Taylor, Falcon. <laughs> I can't remember the name. I think it's just the Winter Soldier and Falcon, maybe. The Falcon and the Winter Soul? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think the Falcon is first, yeah. Okay. Uh, Loki, Too Hot to yep. Handle, Penguin Town, Sexy Beast, Ted Lasso, The Cho Show, which we only watched one episode of. Um, it just, we haven't gotten around to more, and it was a lot to soak in the one episode. Uh, End of the Effing World, Only Murders in the Building, Squid Game, Bly Manor, and we just watched the first episode of the new Hawkeye show on Christmas. Oh yeah. Um, both Hawkeye and Loki are, are on my list as well. You know, um, I really liked the first episode of Hawkeye. I'm excited to watch more of it. Uh, winter soldier Falcon show yeah. <laughs> was definitely further down my list of ones I enjoyed. It was just like, I know that a lot of people really liked it and I, I saw some um, like there was important discussions about race and the idea of Captain America being such a white character and the idea like could a black man take that role over and what does that mean so it had some interesting discussions but what frustrated me about it was it's my least favorite part of superhero movies which is like action action running running fighting I like shows like WandaVision better, where they're very imaginative, very creative, very character, like, lots of um, getting to know those characters, and then, like, great production design. I thought that show was so much fun. So I'd say, for me, WandaVision was my favorite of those. And then Loki was great also, but, um, yeah, WandaVision was one that I really was looking forward to, and it did not disappoint. Oh, good. Yeah, obviously I watched a lot of, I watched, watched a lot more reality TV than I normally do, like Too Hot to Handle and those sorts of things. Oh, I don't think I wrote it down, but I rewatched, um, or just the, the reunion special or whatever it was of that, um, 
uh, what was the one where they're all like quarantined in their bubbles and they have to love at first sight or something love is blind Um, oh okay yeah they did like they did like a a one year later love is blind special and they like brought on a character from too hot to handle and i was like oh my gosh is this what reality tv culture is where like because i feel like people get so excited when like a bachelor contestant goes on survivor or something you know and you're like oh my gosh i don't know if that crossover ever happens but (laughs) sometimes there's like you know they do like bachelor in paradise like all those spinoff shows so i kind of got why it was a thing but i also lose uh tension very quickly with reality tv where i'm like whoa that's a concept like they're on a dating show but they can't touch like that doesn't sound that hard (laughs) it's like all of my college like you'll get through it'll be fine um but like i don't know i just i the idea of that being a show was so intriguing to me and then i lost attention very quickly got it so yeah i don't i don't know i oh i will say though as far as i'm not really doing any like worst of because i don't want to like criticize anything but i will say a show that i cannot recommend that i thought i was going to be really into is penguin town (laughs) and the reason i've never even heard of it yeah it's a it's it's like a little documentary about penguins living in cape town africa and Patton oswald narrates it oh but it was brutal like penguins were dying left and right oh no i know and i love love penguins like (laughs) so much and I was like I'm sorry I cannot take the drama of this show like I can watch like Les Mis like I can watch like you know humans going through or years of yeah but the penguins I was like oh gosh especially because they're real it's like they're actually filming these penguins but there yeah. was this group of bachelor penguins who kind of formed like a gang they were the car park gang and they were attacking like if babies were left unattended and i was like this is brutal i feel like i need to clarify they were attacking penguin babies not human babies i'm editing this going uh, i should clarify that kim and i could only watch one episode a night because i was like i can't take anymore it's too and they always would end on a cliffhanger where they were like are they gonna starve i was always like oh my gosh <sighs> So it did have some cute, like, penguin moments, but also if you are a person who's very sensitive about animals, Penguin Town may not be the show for you. Yeah, that's going to be a hard no for me because I couldn't even handle the Life of Pi movie. Yeah, yeah. they were all computer generated. (laughs) (laughs) March of the Penguins, I have my own, like, you know, instead of like a director's cut, it's like cat's cut of March of the Penguins where I just like edit out all the parts that are tense. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I cannot take penguin violence. Um, but there were some really cute, like, you know, penguins falling in love and raising a family. But yeah, yeah nature is brutal and I don't have the heart for it. So yeah, uh, tell me about it. Um, obviously, Squid Game was everything. It was incredible for sure top of my list loved that um i'm like hesitant to say much more because i still want to do like a whole episode but i also don't know if like people are still interested or not but mm-hmm. it was great um i already did an episode on bly manor that's brilliant i loved it did you um watch the newest i mean mass it, it's the same director um, yeah. but not newest edition but did you watch midnight mass 
Uh, Kim watched it. I always seem to be one year behind on his stuff. <laughs> gotcha. Did you watch it? I did, yeah. So I actually um, binged the entire thing with um, one of my former roommates, Chris. We just were like, I guess we're doing this. We, we couldn't stop watching. So it's like, do we have another one in this? And then by the time it got to only two left, we're like, well, yeah, I mean, we made it this far. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I liked it. I think I had higher expectations because I loved, um, I loved Black Manor and the first one, which I'm completely blanking on. Haunting of Hill House. Thank you, Hill House, because I, I loved that story. Um, I think it's all based on as or Blood Manor. I think it's based on as the screw turns, turning of the screw. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and so I loved both of those installments, and so I kind of had high hopes for Midnight Mass. And it's good. Don't get me wrong; it's very good. It has more of a in-your-face scare than um, Hill House or Blind Manor, and. I was kind of disappointed with the reveal. I don't want to, like, give away any spoilers. Yeah. So the reveal, I was like, really? And Chris was like, no, no, it's got to be something else. It's got to be something <laughs> else. I'm like, I don't think so. Yeah, Mike Flanagan's next project is going to be a fall of the House of Usher kind of uh, interpretation. Mm. And I think I'm more interested in that because I like taking those older kind of gothic novels and then you know redoing them i liked hill house best and also hill house was the one that scared me so bad but it was so well done bly manor's great but i had just kind of watched they did a um uh mackenzie davis was in called the turning and it was like a movie about turn of the screw finn wolfhard played the little boy and I think I saw an early screening of it, like, in 2019, but I, it came out in 2020. But anyways, um, I had kind of, I was kind of, like, over the whole Turn of the Screw thing. Like, I, I had, like, just kind of watched it. Oh, gosh, she scared me. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we were talking about scary things. My wife just walked in the door. Oh, wow, that just stopped my heart. Um, I mean, every time I see my wife, my heart skips a beat, so. Um, hi, honey. Um, uh, ooh, gosh, I got the chills. <laughs> Woo! Um, now the pigs are gonna squeak. <laughs> Anyways, turn of the screw. Um, okay, but Blind Manor ended up being its own thing, which I enjoyed. Like, it wasn't just turn of the screw over again. You know, they, right. they, they really made it its own thing. So I, I did enjoy that. Um, but yeah, I'll probably watch Midnight Mass next October. And then yeah. Fall the House of Usher the following October. So I'm always gonna be a year behind on that. Um, gosh, I can't even remember what I was talking about. <laughs> um, I knew she was coming home. I don't know why it scared me that bad. I guess because we were talking about Hill House, which I guess is so scary yeah. to me. <laughs> um, okay, one thing I did want to talk about was End of the Effing World. It yeah, I haven't watched that yet. Is one that I have on my 
do not recommend list. That being said, it's not that it's bad. The reason it's on my list of like, I would not recommend it to people was because like, it's very disturbing. It's so weird because it's so well done. Like it's, the acting is so great. It's such an interesting, like, story and concept and it's like these teens running away and it's based on this graphic novel and I always like the translation of graphic novel to screen like I think it sets itself up really well because you already have the um what's the word I'm the the board the um Vision board. I can't think of the word. When you are making a movie and you you lay out the the board of like what's to come, I can't think of what the. Um, there's like I just call it like a, a beat board type or yeah. storyboard. Storyboard. Good gracious, that was what I was trying to think of. <laughs> it was like the board with pictures. Yeah, storyboard. It's already storyboarded for you. So I think graphic novels translate really nicely to film. Um, my thing with End of the World was. There is so much violence to animals, which is oh. really a huge no for me. Yeah. And there also is, like, sexual assault of underage people, which is another huge no for me, and hopefully everyone else as well. Um, yeah. But it was, like, just, I couldn't stop watching the show, and I watched, I think there were two seasons. Like, it was just such a, like, compelling story where I kept being like this is deranged and I like want to see what's gonna happen so I did really power through it but I don't know that like enjoy it is the phrase I'd use yeah I'm I'm kind of like that with um the handmaid's tale I I haven't like sat down and watched each episode but um my roommates would watch it and occasionally I'd sit in for episodes and Mm -hmm. it was just like especially when it first premiered I was like I just I literally cannot bring myself to sit down and watch this because at that time we were very much like this is a possibility like this could very realistically be our future yeah i mean on the one hand it kind of comforts me because i'm like oh other people are paying attention and are seeing what's happening but on the other hand you're kind of like oh this dystopian horror scape is not that far off so that is a scary concept Um, yeah and at that point i was like i just want a distraction from all of that yeah you know what was nice and uplifting where we watched some episodes of modern love my friend rachel who was on the podcast talking about over the garden wall with me last year she had recommended it to us and they're just like each episode stands alone and um they're just like these little vignettes about people falling in love or falling out of love or yeah yeah i thought that was kind of a fun show yeah i enjoyed it it's nice to have a show that you can just like pick up and watch an episode of but you don't have to like have that was our problem with mandalorian is like once we stopped watching and then i'm like ah i can't go back because i don't remember what all was happening right you know um i really want to watch marvel's what if but i feel like we need to finish a few other things before we can jump into that but that's the kind of show i like am really into so i think i'm gonna like it but I started watching uh, Wheel of Time, and I feel like that's that's actually a pretty recent release on Amazon Prime. It's apparently based on a book series. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. Um, 
I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah. My friend Mary loves the book series and, um, or or allegedly, (laughs) haven't confirmed, but my friend Aaliyah says that Mary loves the book series. So um, the reason this came up was because there are these horrible, horrible billboards right in my neighborhood when I go running. And my friend Aaliyah came to visit and I was like, please look at that and tell me it's not just like a potato. It's supposed to be a billboard for Wheel of Time, but it's like like this vortex that you're staring into but to me it just looks like a big potato like i'm like why'd you spend all that money on that billboard so that's all i know about wheel of time is how much i hated these billboards um (laughs) so the show probably great but yeah these billboards just cracked me up because it was one of those really textured billboards with a lot of moving parts but you kind of can't tell it's moving until like you're already driving past it um but i'm glad to hear the show is nice (laughs) yeah i really enjoyed it um i was looking for a kind of like to tide me over until the witcher dropped their second season and that came out um the, the wheel of time came out like i think last month or something and so it was it was nice. I was like, okay, because I'm already in, like, I've already rewatched the first season of The Witcher, and I'm ready for the new one, but it doesn't come out for, like, another month. And so Wheel of Time was a nice little substitute to tide me over. Nice. Um, and then another one that I've actually, I've already seen the entire, well, not the entire, because they're releasing another season next year, but um, one that I did rewatch was and i've talked to you about this uh show before and i honestly just cannot recommend it enough um it was the last kingdom mm, okay and so i rewatched that or started i should say i started to rewatch that um just uh, a few months ago so i mean i'm enjoying that again <laughs> good so uh, sometimes those familiar shows to come back to are very comforting i tend to be someone who wants to like read every book in the world and watch every show so i'm like i don't have time to re-watch things because i gotta watch everything that exists but i think having like been in a relationship with my wife and then wanting to share things with her and then you do end up re-watching stuff i guess like seasonally like i always watch like i said twilight zone on new year's and then there are certain things that you really want to get into seasonally and rewatch over and over again i mean we it can't be halloween without having seen over the garden wall right and i'm I'm that same way with like um hocus pocus Mm -hmm. it's like i've seen that movie so many times but i'm still gonna watch it every halloween because it's not halloween without it there is something interesting about coming back to a work of art or a piece of uh, entertainment I guess uh-huh. I think today that you've seen your whole life because I've probably seen Nightmare Before Christmas easily 50 plus times like I have wow. seen it endlessly because I watched it so much as a kid and I've watched it every single Halloween so what that's 30 Halloweens <laughs> although I didn't come out till what 94 95 so I guess minus those um, but I've seen it endlessly. I love Nightmare Before Christmas. And sometimes I'll just put it on and listen to it, like, as a soundtrack. Yeah. But I do still get something different when I watch it. 
which is interesting to, to kind of view it again and get something different. Like, I used to really dislike Sally. Like, I was kind of like, she is a stick in the mud, and I don't like her. And then in recent years, I've been coming more around to Sally as like, hey, she is the voice of reason here. <laughs> she's the responsible one. And she doesn't just sit back and let things happen. Like, she's very proactive. She jumps out windows. She shimmies down drain pipes to rescue people. Like, she's very active, but um, she's not one who's like, glamorous or um you know like she doesn't get a lot of attention until the end like you know so i I, yeah i think as i have become more like sally in my life i kind of am appreciating her but i remember you i used to be like jack is so fun and she's such a worry wart um so yeah i just i don't know you feel differently about and then there's other things where sometimes you hated something maybe the first time you watched it and then later you're like oh this just wasn't i wasn't ready for it in my life or it, it didn't exactly. it didn't connect with me because i was a kid or something and then there's other stuff yeah. that you used to love and then now you're like oh that <laughs> no 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 yeah it's like i loved xena growing <sighs> up and i recently xena. watched some of the episodes and i'm like my god <laughs> it got even better is what you're saying <laughs> Oh, I, I wish I could say it got better. <laughs> but no, it will always have a soft spot in my heart. <laughs> Xena was what we watched when the babysitter came over. Mm-hmm. Which explains why I'm gay now. Um, <laughs> what's great is my grandpa watched it. And he, he, like, I love my grandpa. He just didn't know how to handle children that well. <laughs> So he literally put me at the edge of his bed and was like, okay, let's watch this now. And my mom comes in and she's like, what is she watching? And he's like, what? It's about strong women. <laughs> it really, yeah, Xena and uh, Hercules. It's funny because when we were watching the French Dispatch, it was rated R. And I was like, why was that rated R? And then we thought, well, there was nudity in it. And I was like, that is so weird that we will watch like, all kind like kids stuff has such violence in it but then oh no nudity that we can't have <laughs> you're like right because well, there wasn't anything okay. sexual in the it wasn't it was just like a naked person being painted in this french dispatch but it got an r rating i mean there was uh crude language so i'm sure there were other reasons why it got the r rating but i felt like it's just interesting that we seem to have a lot of violence throughout any i mean as we we're just saying i i just watched the new home alone and it's like just falling down over and over and over again and it's for kids so yeah it's interesting what we our take on violence versus boobies i <laughs> can't see that <laughs> totally inappropriate um i think when i think back on this year of what I watched, I feel like one really bright, shining thing that we loved was uh, Lego Masters. Yeah, I, I'm i not, it. like, obsessed with it, but um, my friend and old roommate, Chris, she started watching it and I'd watch it with her. Mm-hmm. I, I totally understand what you mean. <laughs> I, like I said, reality TV I can kind of lose interest in, but I feel like they're actually, that's what I love about Drag Race, is always, like, they're actually, like, doing something like they have to make you know either an outfit on drag race or like in lego masters they're putting something together so i always think like that's kind of intriguing 
And it, it's not like we binge a whole season in a night or something, but like as it releases, we, we watch it once a week and fun, easy to watch content, especially when you're balancing it out with something like Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like that way with um, Great British Baking Show. Mm. Like, I, I don't even know how many times I've rewatched the seasons, but it's just, it's a nice reality show where you get to see something really cool be made and people supporting each other that's what i love about like lego masters was everybody was like really nice and they wanted to support each other Mm-hmm. that just reminded me i need to add one more to my list that i forgot so now i don't have 19 and 19 i have 20 and 19 but we were re-watching episodes of great christmas light fight which yes. is so cute actually one of the houses that we go to in burbank every year um it's like holiday fantasies come to life or something they were on last season of great christmas light fight and oh, so we were like oh my gosh we have to watch it so it's like the last episode of i think it's season eight it's like whatever last whatever aired in 2020 that's always a fun show although i don't know that they support each other on that show but it's all for the spirit of yeah i don't need it to be a competition that's something that's always funny to me where i'm like why can't we just be like wow these are great lights i don't know why we have to pick a winner but okay the only other one on my list that i uh finally watched the beginning of 2021 um was bridgerton oh yeah did you like that one i I enjoyed it okay yeah (laughs) i don't really have much to say about it i i really enjoyed it um again anything that takes place over and across the pond is is all for me Mm-hmm. We watched a lot of Good Mythical Morning, which those episodes are like 15 to 20 minutes. So it kind of feels like it's like its own little TV show. Oh, yeah, that's a nice duration. Yeah. And then we usually watch some of the SNL skits as well. Um, oh, but yeah, I, I, I definitely did the whole Halloween, Thanksgiving and Christmas best of SNL skits this year. <laughs> it's not like I ever just like sit and watch a full episode of SNL, though. Yeah, no. Okay, so, and then Kelly, who was on the show for the Promising Young Woman episode, gave me her list of best. She said she liked Ted Lasso, she liked Arcane, and then something called Shadow and Bone. Um, and then for movies... Oh, yeah, I know about Shadow and Bone. It's it's good. I had not heard anything about it. I also hadn't heard anything about Arcane, but I just looked it up right before this to see if it was a TV show or a movie. <laughs> and um, the all the artwork and stuff looked really cool. It's like a animated thing. Looked good. Oh, cool. Um, for movies, she liked Promising Young Woman, and she liked Nightmare Alley. And then for ones that she would not recommend, she said she did not like I Trapped the Devil or Antlers. Okay, I don't recognize either of those. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll add that to my list. Uh, the uh, Nightmare Alley, I was looking up to see if it was a movie or a TV show, and apparently there's something from, like, the 40s. <laughs> it looks like it's, like, a gangster kind of 40s thing called Nightmare Alley, and I was like, I wonder if that's what she meant? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I saw there was just something released this year, and I was like, oh, that that's probably what she meant. <laughs> oh, wait, is that the, um, the new Guillermo del Toro? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Oh, okay. Wait, let me look it up right now, because I remember thinking I wanted to mention this. Okay, yes, you're right. Skimmer Del Toro with Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Rooney Mara. This is, like, a huge... uh, Wow. 
No, that's on the list she liked. Oh, it's on the, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Got the it. ones right. she didn't like were I Trapped the Devil and Antlers. The ones she did like were Promising Young Woman and Nightmare Alley, which is two and a half hours, which wow. I, I don't know. After watching all these TV shows where it's like 30 minutes, I'm like, oh, gosh, that's like a whole season. <laughs> I don't have that in me. Um, before the year ends, Kim wants to do a Lord of the Rings marathon. I know one I was like what so each one's like two hours it's like six hours of our day we can do it and then Kim was like no 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 the extended version so I was like it's gonna take us seven weeks to watch that um we were we were looking and they're all like four hours four and a half hours and then the last one's like six hours and I was like no no I can't do it and then I was like we could just break it up and watch it in sections but I don't know I I feel like the theatrical version told me enough of the story I needed. I don't know that I need more, but um, I guess I need to open my mind and welcome in 12 days of Lord of the Rings. (laughs) So I don't know. Maybe we'll do that on New Year's. Although I do, like I said, I do love Twilight Zone on New Year's, but yeah. Uh, I also like watching It's a Wonderful Life and When Harry Met Sally on New Year's. I feel like those are both, like, New Year's. Oh, that's the thing that you do a New over. Year's for It's a Wonderful Life. That's um, my tradition. Every single Christmas Eve is It's a Wonderful Life. It is such a lovely one. I just feel like it's so New Year's-y because um, it's all, like, I'm going to have these resolutions to get to get to love myself and to you know like I don't, it feels like such a starting over kind of movie but yeah. I see that it's it is Christmassy as well it's funny it, um, I don't know how this movie kind of became a New Year's Eve movie for me but I've gotten into the habit of watching um, Ocean's Eleven on New Year's Eve <laughs> okay it's, it's the weirdest thing I, like I, I don't understand why I think it's because I, it was on, like, TNT or something uh, <laughs> on New Year's Eve, and I was struggling staying awake at my grandpa's, and so we watched that. Are you adding in Ocean's 8? Mm, um, it was good. It was good. I, I don't know. I, I didn't love it as much as I did Ocean's 11. Mm-hmm. Well, great. So now we've got some some uh, ones on my list that I need to incorporate into my 2022, like The Last Kingdom. And um, I really want to watch this ghost show. Yeah, it's super cute. Well, thanks so much for chatting with me today about television. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Always good to have you on the pod. Um, we'll see everyone next Monday. Meow!